The military-industrial complex doesn't care about us. We need to stop sending our children to war and dying for the bankers and elites. The medical-industrial complex does not care about us. They need us sick and weak, so we can be patients for life. Stop taking their poison. The education system is merely an indoctrination program designed to supply the elites with obedient workers and turn over as much profit as possible at our expense. Let's turn off the television, put down the phone. Let's take our country back. Thanks for being one of us. You are listening to the Conspiracy Soldiers Podcast. All right, ladies and germs, welcome back to the show. I got a guest on today. Uh, I'll just call you Bo because you're, yeah. Yeah, don't let the Smith fool you either. Uh, my <laughs> last name's actually, uh, I changed it while I was in the service, so now it's Dunk. Okay. Uh, so I don't know much about you, so why don't you tell me and the listeners about yourself? All right, no problem. Uh, my name is Bo Dunk. I'm originally from Texas, and whenever I got uh, out of high school and listened into the Navy, and I went on submarines, and I was on board submarines for about five years until I got injured. Fucking fell down a ladder well, caught myself in my right arm, completely tore my rotator cuff and labrum. Had to get five screws and a plate put back there. And once I get out, I got out, didn't know what I was going to do. Thought I was going to be a military for life, but found a lot more fun talking to people, communicating, and so started going into communications so that's kind of where i've been finding my bread and butter okay so you got a podcast or i used to uh with my best friend but it kind of fell through with different work schedules and we post quite a few episodes but now i just have fun you know uh, going on uh, different podcasts talking to people and just talking about interests uh having a good time okay um yeah so the legs and eggs podcast is what hooked us up because most of my listeners probably know because I've been on that show twice and uh or I've had I had Clem on here and then we did like a swap cast with the it was uh Fupa and Heather I think. Oh yeah, no, uh great ladies. Well, yeah, we had a yeah. wonderful conversation. Yeah. So like how do you uh I know how we hooked up from the legs and eggs, but like how do you find these podcasts that you go on? So I put myself out on Reddit, other forms, stuff like that, because I have a lot of different expertise. Like I am a clinical hypnotherapist. I've done stand-up hypnotism. I used to work with the Borgen Project. They're a non, uh, you know, like they're an advocacy program, nonpartisan, about like, you know, uh, uh, getting interested in uh, talking to Congress and politics, stuff like that. I've been on uh, uh, the Sapien podcast with uh, Ganesh Data. And we talked about social media and stuff like that. It's just uh, finding the different issues to talk about. And the reason they introduced you to me was because we started talking a little bit about conspiracy theories on their uh, channel. Because, you know, I'm big into that stuff. I love uh, thinking about that stuff, talking about it. And with today's media, how it is, you know, you can do your own independent research so much easier than you could like 20, 30 years ago. Right. A lot of people yeah. are trying to, are starting to discover the stuff that was hidden pretty deep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this show is supposed to be mostly about conspiracies, but I got a guy, he's like a co-host. He comes oh. on here, me and Julio. Hold on. You're frozen for me. Okay. All right. There you go. All right. The audio was froze too. Yeah, uh, okay. I think it was about five seconds. All right. Well, yeah, I was saying, uh, 
it's supposed to be about conspiracies and stuff, but me and Julio just get on here and start bullshitting most of the time. We just talk about whatever, you know. But, oh yeah, no, that uh, you were in the military, I was in the military. Like, hey, that's kind of what we fucking did on watch. Right. I was uh, balls of eight most of my first deployment. Oh yeah, what you what are you saying now? Explain uh, it to the people. Uh, balls of eight. So whenever we were on uh, Zulu time and stuff like that, balls was midnight. So zero, 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 zero. So, you know, you touch your nuts when it's midnight and you go to a zero eight hundred AM eight hour watches. And I was a sonar technician. So we were in a little shack with five people total and we would just shoot the shit because nothing ever really went on during our watch. Right. Yeah. My dad was in the Navy. He also got hurt. He, uh, Somebody was—he was on uh, radar, so he was up in the in the what do you call that top deck up there? Uh, depending if he was on carry, probably up in the tower somewhere up yeah. in there. So he, somebody started fighting up there, and he was trying to break it up or something like that, and he wound up falling down and broke his leg. Ugh. He didn't—he didn't have to get out because of that, but it fucked his leg up pretty good. Well, I didn't have to get out of the navy, but because of. But it's about to spend five years just to go un unrated undez. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, no, I'm I, so I was so close to my AOS, I just got out. So, um, you got deployed then? Uh, yeah, I went on uh, one deployment, a couple different underways, and then I decommissioned uh, my first submarine, and then I got stationed on the Ohio, and that's where I got my injury. Okay, where'd you get deployed to? Uh, first deployment, we went to Oman, uh, Bahrain. And so we were uh, pretty much out in the Indian ocean for a lot of our stuff. Okay. Like in a, in the middle East. Yeah. Okay. They, I never thought I'd go to the middle East while I was a submariner. <laughs> right. They got ships and stuff too, or what? I didn't think they did, but. Uh, yeah, they got their own submarines. They got their own boats and they do course naval exercises out there too every now and then okay. so yeah I'm, I'm older than you i think but uh i went back in the in the 90s i went to uh somalia and haiti and then i had we had one deployment down to florida for hurricane andrew because supposedly uh they they lost control of all the looters and shit down there yeah, I remember when uh, Katrina hit Louisiana. Uh, that was pretty fucking terrible, too. Yeah. Yeah. So what kind of conspiracies you been looking at? Uh, the most recent one, though, I think the one that a lot of people are talking about, is the uh, blue paint on blue houses with the Hawaii fires. And uh, the guy that I think went on the Joe Rogan podcast, or he went on a different podcast, and he was talking about direct energy weapons, that uh, testing they were doing down in the Antarctica. And, oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, being in the military, you know, like, military has a lot of super secret squirrely shit you know, locked away and just testing at their leisure. And what a better place to test in Antarctica. No country really has any legal claim of Antarctica. Well, there's like what, like 70 countries or something that signed a, a treaty that said they wouldn't fuck with it. With it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but who's going to govern down there? It's fucking negative 70 degrees most days. And I I think of, I was looking at a chart where it has like 
all those countries have little slivers just going down into the center of Antarctica. And you got the research stations that are right on the edge, but you go out in the middle of the ice, you know, like you, you ain't getting found by no one. Uh, have you heard of, uh, what was his name? Admiral Byrd. When he went on that mission over there, like in, uh, I want to say it was like back in the fifties. Yeah. I think I remember reading something about that. I think it was operation high jump. I got so many projects and operations in my head. I get them mixed up all the time. I always catch myself saying the wrong operation shit like that. Oh yeah. Don't get me. Uh, sorry. I can't remember most people's fucking names. I remember <laughs> details and shit like that, but yeah. name, I need name tags. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, this mission they went on, supposedly him and his shipmates, they somehow crossed the ice wall. And it's like, once you get past the ice wall, it starts to get more, more uh, moderate climate. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, the, the, the ice ring and stuff like that. And that was well, as you pass over kind of like that border, you you'll start experiencing some abnormal uh, weather temperatures and stuff like that. Yeah. And then you got Werner von Braun on his deathbed. He, uh, I mean, I've talked about this a little bit too much on this, on this podcast, but uh, since we're talking about it, so when he was on his deathbed, he, uh, called for this lady to be his spokesperson, a lady that he worked with at one of the, uh, it was like one of the military industrial complex companies that they were both working at. But anyway, so he, he gave her a whole, a whole, uh, list of the, uh, false flags that they were going to lead us into for the new world order and all that. But, but anyway, the point is the point I was making was he said that the uh, so the German NASA program is stationed in a- in Antarctica and they run all their shit out of there and they were way more advanced than the United States NASA program supposedly. Well, yeah, you look back at World War II, a lot of German technology was just super advanced for its time, uh, like. The only real reason we got the leg up on them was because of the uh, the Enigma machine, you know, cracking their code and stuff like that, using like some of the first digital computers. But I'm pretty sure I read something where Germany had digital computers before even the Allied forces oh, started yeah. using that. Yeah, for sure, man. Because of that, that code they had was so like it, it makes sense. Like only a digital machine really could crack a, a code that was output by. You know, digital machine. Yeah, you had your uh, encoders and stuff like that, and but most of those documents were probably buried well beneath some deep layers of skeletons and shit like that. Right. A lot of people think that the the Nazis and stuff were involved in occultism. That's how they got so far ahead. You know, kind of like uh, some kind of supernatural help. Mm-hmm. I, that's why I don't mess with Ouija boards. That's why I don't mess with, <laughs> I don't mess with ghosts. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I don't like fucking with that stuff either. Um. So you was in the being in the Navy. I was uh, I wrote down a couple of things. Like, what do you know about maritime law? 
uh, maritime law uh, depends on like what flag you're flying under. If you're not flying under a flag, then you're uh, in basically international laws, but that still gets kind of hazy. And then it's all about uh, what kind of cargo and then like uh, what kind of treaties have been signed. It's it's a complicated fucking mess, but I know a little bit about it. I mean, there's uh, some people kind of use that as a crutch to to do some illegal op- activities and shit like that. Yeah, I've actually talked about that on Legs and Eggs, how uh, Scientology has like a cruise ship mm, that yeah, just shit sits like out in the water, and they'll have people under like lifetime contracts, but they'll only be out in the water, you know, like where they can really uphold that kind of shit. Yeah, but... Like who's in charge of that? Like like when it's international, like how does that work? I mean, I'm pretty sure like the UN has put its fair share into a lot of like maritime laws and stuff like that. But even then, it's hard to say that a lot of those laws date back uh, all the way to like 14th, 15th century. You know, uh, it's it's crazy because a lot of it is uh, supposedly just to keep maintain tradition. And for sailors, uh, like tradition is a huge aspect of our, uh, the way we live out there. Like, uh, the vocabulary alone is kind of gives proof that like, it's not a floor, it's a deck. It's not a ceiling, it's an overhead. You got your bulkhead and it's like the terminology kind of like maintains that tradition. So I feel like a lot of maritime law is tradition mixed with, uh, modernization and those two really don't mix. Right. So, like, where were you stationed at when you were in the Navy? Uh, I was stationed in Hawaii and here in Washington. Kind of fell in love with this place, like uh, the natural beauty and stuff like that. That's why I ended up staying. But I've been to every single state, been to a couple different countries. Uh, So, like, we did our schooling up in Connecticut, of course, boot camps in Illinois. And Hawaii was awesome. Wish we stayed in Hawaii longer. But after our deployment, we... Uh, went in for decommissioning and our deployment we got extended twice so what was supposed to be a six month deployment turned into uh, damn near 11 months out on deployment yeah that i've been through that a couple times that sucks i mean people in prison have more uh rights than uh someone in the military you know they just fucking do whatever they want man it's it's fucked up yeah, uh, your ass belongs to the Navy, and if you fuck up real bad, you, you'll get your time in the Navy, and then you'll get your time <laughs> out in the civilian side. Right. Uh, so you heard about this dude they're looking for in Maine? Yeah, the uh, the mass shooting. Uh, yeah. I think it was 28 total. I might be up to that. Last I heard, it was like 18. But uh, There was a lot of wounded. Uh Oh yeah, that no, I think maybe it was eighteen dead and twenty eight total that got shot. I don't, mm-hmm. I haven't looked at it too much. I hate those mass shootings so yeah. much. I can't remember a time when uh, somebody stayed on the run this long though. I mean, usually they they get them right off the fucking bat. Yeah, usually they're dead uh, <laughs> or they kill themselves. Yeah, yeah, no, I I remember seeing that on the news. Like uh, it said, suspects still at large. Yeah, that's, yeah, that really struck me as something weird. Yeah, it's unusual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and in Maine of all places too. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's it's 
supposedly he had he was had some kind of mental health issue, mm-hmm. and they had him locked up for a while. It's like it makes you wonder how did he get a hold of get a hold of weapons, man. I uh, it's the same song and dance. I I know because I I was on iFunny for the longest time, and you see all those memes about people getting uh, hit up by feds and stuff like that saying hey do you have any sort of mental illness would you like guns like it's (laughs) it's fucking terrible and like i do believe the government does try to orchestrate a lot of that stuff you know to push certain agendas oh yeah yeah it's crazy it's like uh it almost makes you wonder if because all these usually all these young kids that they're all on antidepressants. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of them have like uh, kind of like a curious background. Like you don't know too much about them. Like were they involved mm-hmm. in like an MK Ultra program or some kind of government program that? Honestly, the, I think a lot of the kids they already are and they don't understand. Like I, the power of social media is. Uh, like a meta is getting sued by 41 different states for uh, uh, stealing ch- uh, children's data and stuff like that. Like uh, 41 different state uh, attorneys, uh, gov- uh, government state attorneys put together a lawsuit to sue meta and Instagram and all that stuff for uh, purposely getting at children addicted to social media. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, that's been going on for a long time. Mm-hmm. I try to stay off, man, but, you know, I got a couple. Now that with the podcast, you got to have, like, a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, market yourself out. Yeah. Yeah. But. uh, Yeah, and social media is a perfect uh, way to really get your message out, get who you are out to lots of people at the same time. So you could try to spread your message and uh, have people listen to what you're trying to say as well, because. It's honestly, it's everyone's fighting for each other's attention, and you just hope that some people would kind of wake up and try to educate themselves as well about what's really going on. Yeah. But, like, uh, what happened? So, I'm going to school right now, uh, community college on the GI Bill and stuff like that, and I was trying to hand out pamphlets of the first con- of the Constitution, just pocket form of the pamphlets. I got told by staff. I can't do that. I can't hand out pamphlets of the Constitution at my yeah. school. Yeah. Now, why would somebody want not want that information to, to get out? Like, like, and it's like how they don't teach cursive anymore. Kids can't read cursive, so they can't read the Constitution. They can't read any of that shit it's it's even worse than you think so my mother my aunts uh they're all teachers and so i i'm very uh, supportive in the teacher community and stuff like that and i was talking to my aunt she teaches seventh eighth grade history her kids are at a second grade reading level they can't uh, they, they honestly can't read and my mother she's a special education teacher and there are kids in the school who do not have special needs or do not have any like disabilities who cannot keep up. Like the, the children in special needs classes are able to do more mathematically, grammarly and read better than a lot of the other uh, school population. And it's not because like, you know, dumb or anything like that. Like there's nothing about intelligence. It's just that uh, 
the special needs kids, they have a lot more one-on-one time with the teacher. They're, uh, they're given a lot uh, more hands-on training with the material, but because of COVID and because of all this horse shit, these kids, they weren't given the proper teaching. Like they, they weren't like, it was like sitting in front of your computer and they had distractions. They weren't doing their work. And because teachers couldn't be there because of the fucking pandemic, they just pass them along to the next grade. And it's like, and it's, it's fucking this generation up. Yeah. It's like my, my daughter, she's eight, just turned 18, like a couple weeks ago. But my wife, we both, I've always printed, like I always just print. I've never, haven't done a cursive for a long time, except for my signature, but I know how to write it still. But, uh, Mm It just looks sloppy now. Yeah. yeah. So, so we, I wrote a little something on my daughter's card and then my wife wrote like this long paragraph, but it was all in cursive. And I thought my daughter was fucking with me. She's like, I can't read that. And then it hit me. I'm like, oh shit, she can't read cursive. So I read it to her. It's just like, I mean, so it's been going on for a long time because she's getting ready to graduate and she cannot read cursive. None of them can. Yeah, and it, it almost seems like a ploy. Like it, you're just taking these small little building blocks that don't seem too big at the time when you're taking them out. But like learning how to recursive, like a lot of adults and a lot of professional contracts or letters and stuff like professionalism is found a lot in cursive because it is a higher form of print. It's a more professional version of the printed word. And you're basically taking that away from kids. And like kids aren't taught financial responsibility. Like I know. Uh, my mom and uh, a lot of the older adults in my family, they learned about that in school. Hell, fucking in Texas, they still had, you can bring your gun to school and they'll teach you how to shoot it. <laughs> yeah. I got one of my, so Texas seemed pretty laid back. Like I remember back in the day, they were the, probably the last state where you could still drive around with an open container and it was legal as long as you weren't drunk. Oh, yeah. No, and Texas still does a couple things. Like, you can still smoke in bars in Texas. Shit. Yeah. It should be like that in a bar. I mean, but, I mean, on the other hand, there's a, I got a buddy of mine who was in, who was in my platoon. He's from Texas. And he got his third DUI out there. And that's automatic 10 years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's people out, out here where I live, they've got seven or eight. And they're still not really probably haven't done 10 years combined. Yeah. And you're in Ohio, right? Yeah. A, a little bit later, I, I got a funny story about Ohio. I, I am a hundred percent believer that Ohio is going to be the death of me because of all the fucking coincidences in my life. Well, what you want to save it for off air? No, I could say, uh, yeah, let's hear it. I'm interested. Uh, whenever I was growing up in Texas before I joined the military, which it was the best and worst decision of my life because a lot of shit, bad shit happened while I was in the military, but I grew up on Ohio street. And then whenever I went to boot camp, we were the uh, same ship number as the USS Ohio, where my division got AITE multiple times because there was like a fucking orgy in my division and like it, it just all this fucked up shit. And then I went to uh, Connecticut where a I almost got hit by this car with Ohio plates from a sailor <laughs> who was just fucking around. And then I went to 
uh, Hawaii, and I was on Ohio Street again, and that was the worst fucking building. Like, the, the barracks I was in was the oldest. It was over almost 100 years old. It, I think it was 80 years old. Had shitty plumbing, fucking lights sometimes didn't work, and fucking whenever I went on my first boat, got into a fucking fight with one of, my, one of the guys on the boat, and he was from fucking Ohio. <laughs> and then fucking get out of the, like the Navy and stuff like, well, not get out of the Navy before that, go on the Ohio, the USS Ohio, where I got injured. And like, you know, had that got me kicked out of the Navy, well, not kicked out, fucking couldn't be on submarines anymore. That was on the USS Ohio. And then whenever I got out, went on this American road trip to hit those last few states I haven't been able to hit before to get all 50. And while I'm driving through Ohio, fucking y'all's gas pumps just shut off. And I was, uh, I fucking ran out of gas in the middle of the fucking boonies and had to find a open, uh, like I went to three different gas stations. All the pumps are turned off. And huh. fucking, yeah, no, the, there was just no gas anywhere. I, we got like fucking stranded for a bit. And Remember I, where you're, we're at in Ohio? Uh, fucking, I have the. Let me pull up the map. Because it was, it was. I knew we were past Cleveland. Fucking. Going what direction? Uh, we were heading west, so we were he- heading towards Dayton. Okay. So you're no. going like southwest. Yeah. No, we just passed Columbus. Heading towards Dayton. Okay, yeah. And it was middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah, yeah so Ohio's going to be a death of me one day. Like, Ohio's out to fucking get me. I haven't uh, I haven't really looked into it, but I was going to do an episode. Supposedly, Hitler was fascinated with Ohio. <laughs> I don't, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, I gotta, I gotta look more into that. I can't even remember where I seen it, but I remember, uh, I, I took it down in my notes. Like, I gotta look into that, but I never got around to it. Yeah, I gotta fucking look into that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Now go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was, uh, I was saying it's funny. It, it just, it sucks that Ohio also has a lot of bad shit just going on in it as well. Fucking with, uh, uh you know. Uh, uh, Palestine? No, no, East no, no. Palestine, yeah. All East the, Palestine. All the pollution and... Yeah. and you don't see that on the media anymore. It, 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 you, it, no one fucking talks about it anymore. It seems like they're just trying to fucking uh, keep it off the media now because, you know, of all the bad shit that happened. Yeah, they reported on it when it first happened, but just because it's not on the news anymore doesn't mean people are fucking getting sick and, you know, still, not, uh, still aren't being affected by it. That's like Flint, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Remember how long ago that was? That shit still hasn't been fixed. Yeah, that, from all the fracking, right? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that's the only reason, but all their, well, I think the, all the uh, lines and shit underground are all f- made from that old shit. And yeah, uh, okay, yeah, yep. And they still haven't done anything about it. like Obama. This was way back in Obama. He went no, out there, act like he was taking a drink of water. I like, yeah, it's perfectly fine. Went. What's that? At least, he, at least he fucking went. Right, right. But, uh, yeah, so it's been a long fucking time and no, nobody's done anything about it. But you don't hear nothing about it either. 
I think it's because people's attention spans are so fucking short nowadays too. Like you, uh, fucking, you don't see hell fucking Hawaii just, you know, was not even a month ago and people aren't even talking about it anymore. Yeah. That's, they just move on to the next big thing. It's like, uh, you know, COVID was cured by the Ukraine and Russian, you know, spat. You didn't, Everything was COVID, COVID, COVID until Ukraine and Russia. And yep. then it just fucking disappeared. Also, that fucking Chinese biolab that was discovered in California. Yeah, talk and about that. Yeah, there's just so much shit that is going on that they'll talk about it for like a minute. Like, they'll talk it for like a two minutes. We'll give you a good uh, story on it, and then they'll fucking... Just move on. Hope people forget. You know, like yeah. the, the, they'll they'll give them like a what's it called? Fucking like they say, hey, we did report about it. We did tell you about it. You know, and that's the best they can do. Like that's all they really like. Uh, the, they want accountability, no, not kind of deniability or some shit like that. They, yeah. Like, hey, we did report about it, kind of shit. You know. Yep. Yeah, sorry about the mix-up with the time, man. It's like oh yeah, no problem. I'm really sorry about that too. I think it's my fault. Like, so my, I call him Uncle Jack, but he ain't really my uncle. He's a, he was a uh, one of my dad's buddies from the Navy, right? Mm-hmm. And he's a pastor down in Texas. And what he does now, I think he probably does like the Sunday thing every week too. But but he goes to uh, death row and he talks to inmates. And the, you know, the Texas prisons and shit. So I was trying to get me to God right there. Yeah. I don't think I would have the patience to do that kind of shit. Uh, He wrote a book about it. It's called like 16 doors or 17 doors. Like that's how many doors you got to walk through to get to the death row. Mm -hmm. You know, all the security and shit. But I was talking to him and I could have sworn he's in Texas. Like I said, I asked him, like, what time is it there? And he's like, the same time as where you're at, man. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, so, when you think of Ohio, you think it's pretty much right above Texas. And, it, like, I guess it might technically be, like, you know, go to East Texas and fucking yeah. look up. And- yeah, it was an hour difference. No big deal. But, uh, yeah, that's cool, man. Uh you got any other conspiracies you want to talk about? Uh, actually, I was talking to my buddy. Uh, me and him, we usually sh- uh, sit on the porch and shoot the shit, and a lot of the big things we talk about are conspiracy theories. And he <laughs> he asked me to say this on the air, and I think it's funny, so I'm going to do it. Uh, JFK's head just did that by itself. <laughs> right. Yeah, it went the wrong direction, right? <laughs> No, uh, but there's so many different conspiracy theories. And I think the JFK one is a, a big one that kind of started it all because he was doing a lot of shit that pissed off a lot of people that shouldn't have been pissed off. Oh, yeah. And, and like, it was kind of becoming relevant again because uh, the, the CIA said they wouldn't, like, fucking open up those files. And even and the only reason you wouldn't open up those files is if there's people still alive, still around, and still in power that would fuck with. Oh, yeah. And that's the only reason they wouldn't fucking open them. Well, fuck. Kissinger's like 100, and he's still involved in everything. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I guarantee he was involved in that. 
it, it just it's uh and i remember seeing that picture and uh this photographer he uh took this picture it had jfk's wife she still had blood on her fucking shirt and uh there was these two uh, two guys again i'm terrible with fucking names but in the picture you can see them looking at each other smiling and uh the photographer said it is the most evil picture he has ever taken and I, I, I wish I could fucking remember who who those two guys were in the fucking photo. Because uh, one of them was like a CIA dire- uh, a director during the time or something. I, Are you talking about on the plane when they swore in? Who was his vice president? Oh. Again, I'm fucking terrible with names. Yeah, I'm, I'm drawing a blank myself. But when they swore in the vice president as president, I think that's when it happened because it was on the plane. Mm-hmm. So Kennedy Kennedy's wife still had like blood all over her dress and shit, and she's got to stand there and watch this shit go on. Yeah, you know it's just yeah. fucked up. Like that can wait, man. You know, it's yeah, not like he can't. Just... It's not like he can't make decisions until he's officially sworn in. Like, come on, man, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, no, it's just it's disgusting how much uh, evil comes with power, and uh, especially during that time, and like. Even today, with how fucked up a lot of our shit is, uh, with how the country's being run right now, we're still an extremely powerful country. Not as powerful as we was before, but we're still a pretty powerful country. And uh, those people, they get a taste of that kind of power. They get a taste of uh, that kind of the money that comes along with it. You know, fucking uh, like it, you even go a little bit forwards to uh, the days of nine eleven. Horrible fucking tragedy. But during that same time, uh, these millions of dollars just went fucking missing. And whenever the plane hit the Pentagon, you know, all that data with where the missing money went just also vanished with it. And there's just so many different conspiracy theories with 9-11. It, it, it's honestly the one I hate talking about the most because of the the event that came along with it. But when you dig deep and you start looking at papers and documents like official government documents about it, you just start kind of like putting the puzzle pieces together. It's a big ass fucking jigsaw puzzle. And there's just one little piece to it, but it is fucking terrifying. Right. It's like building seven, right? Yeah. Nowhere fucking near it, you know, but what the, the fuck? And then people are just like, Oh, okay. It's everything's fine. You know, like a building just collapsed on its own. Wasn't touched by anything. Oh, the and also all the buildings look like demolition, uh, demolitions and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, they, they collapsed in their own footprint. Yeah, the normal buildings fall over. Like you look at old World War Two and uh, fucking different like uh, riots and stuff like that. You look at where buildings were actually fucking blown up, hit and shit like that. Those kind of structures, and especially something as tall as the World Trade Center and the fucking Building Seven and stuff like that, you get some really stable, modern foundation. Those the the that shit doesn't just fall down straight right. like that. Yeah, I remember when Trump was talking about it. Like this was way before he was in politics and stuff, but he was all he was there a lot. He's saying like, yeah, each window on each side of each window there was an I beam running up and down through the building, mm-hmm. and you're talking Solid about steel. aluminum fucking aircrafts. All these I beams, it just doesn't make any fucking sense at on all. On the top floors, these because uh, I remember when plane, the first plane hit, they they were hitting them around like floor eighty, right? Really? Uh, yeah, like the upper middle. 
Yeah, because I remember uh, seeing that shit on the news when it was happening. I, don't get me wrong, I was young as hell, and I've rewatched it later as well. I, I think I was five, so I am young. I'm pretty young, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you just look at those videos, and then a lot of times, I remember they took off this one news program on the air when they were showing uh, there was a news reporter outside the Pentagon. Not a single plane part to be fucking found no. near the the hole. It was. Looks like a fucking missile hit it or something. And and the way the explosion looks and you see the way the, the rubble is, it looks like something blew out, not something blew Oh, yeah, out. or that could be too. But, I mean, right before that happened was when all that shit, all that money went missing, like you were saying, from the Pentagon. And then, if you want to talk about what happened in New York, so they couldn't find any of the black boxes. They couldn't find... Any hardly any bodies, uh, but they found passports. Mm-hmm. Everything else was burnt to fucking shit, and they're gonna be able to find a passport. Come on, after man. the building fell, right? You're gonna find passports after the building. You're gonna be digging around the rubble of and uh, because it was the World Trade Center. So, the, in you know, 2001, uh, everything was on paper still. Yeah, they had a lot of digital stuff, but uh, a lot of the stuff was still on paper. And you were able to find all the, the, the like all these passports and stuff like that uh, under tons of rubble. Yeah, that don't make no fucking sense. It would have that shit was still burning like weeks later. You mm-hmm. know how the fuck is a piece of paper gonna survive any of that? It was it's stupid, man. But well, I mean, I guess America really does make one hell of a passport. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something. It, you know, you we you start talking about these kind of things, and it, it just for me it it pisses me off to no end about uh, like how we are labeled conspiracy theorists or like that we're fucking nuts and stuff like that. And back then, yeah, that's uh, like that's what a lot of people said. You're fucking nuts. But nowadays, they don't say we're nuts anymore. They either say, you're, they just say you're a conservative, then aren't you? <laughs> or they fucking yeah, or they, they Nazi, just change, like, yeah, Nazi, fascist, and shit like that. I mean, you can, you can go back 20 years and look up, look into some of the shit Alex Jones was talking about. Mm-hmm. He was talking about Jeffrey Epstein like 20 fucking years ago. Now it's common knowledge to everybody. It's like all this shit just keeps coming true and people just don't understand it because the news doesn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. And they, or if they do, they say it's like, oh, that's old news, or it's in the past, or like it doesn't affect us now. It's like you are experiencing the effects of that now, right? You, the, where you're at right now, like with uh, there's just so much shit going on where, uh, like fucking the gold standard. Like a, a lot of people think the reason Nixon, like the Watergate scandal and stuff like that, was because he was trying to get us back on the gold standard because you can't print free money if you're on the gold so you can't print money you have like you don't have if you don't have anything back it up and i remember we right. were talking about that, me and my buddy how before nixon was uh you know impeached or not impeached before he like stepped down he was trying to get america back on the gold standard which would because inflation was going up uh, during that time and it, it shouldn't have been yeah uh uh, there you go. We were going into that Vietnam War, and a war for us, like you, 
you look at World War One, World War Two, we saw some of the like greatest boons in like you know uh, the American industry because uh, as terrible war is, it, it creates job opportunities. It creates wealth. As like I said, as horrible as it is, and we were experiencing that fucking inflation. And whenever we got off the fucking gold standard, when was that fucking? Oh, uh, uh, that was. 46 or was it earlier i'm trying to remember what president it was uh, I'm, I'm just googling it real quick i think it might have been woodrow wilson but go ahead and look it up for me <clears throat> oh look google already knew i was typing because always uh <laughs> 1933 1933 and uh I, I i remember reading about that too they were uh fucking trying to uh they got special permission to do it because I remember when that sh- uh, my buddy was talking about that. They had to get special permission because they tried doing it back in uh, uh, 19, uh, 1919, right before uh, like the Roaring Twenties and stuff like that. Uh, they were trying to do it then. And then you had the Roaring Twenties. And then as soon as the Great Depression had hit, they were able to get off of the gold standard. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> So they probably had to ask, like, uh, basically the Federal Reserve, right? Or that that started in, let's see. Or no, yeah, that's, just, that's when the Federal Reserve started, right? Was when? Yeah, a little bit after the World War One. Right, okay. Yeah, all I'm that shit sure. happened right around the same time. It's like shit just started falling apart. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, I've, and that's the thing is like uh, that. I think that's what led to a lot of the, the Great Depression. Not not just the Great Depression, like the Dust Bowl uh, was happening at the same time. Uh, fucking then, you know, we got off the gold standard, and that was able to get us out, start digging us out of that hole. But if you look, the reason it probably crashed the Warren Twenty was so great is that's whenever we started like you know doing uh, credit. That's whenever we were doing like stock, like you know, like we started getting way more into credit. And the gold standard couldn't keep up with all this money, like this fake, this IOUs. They couldn't keep up with these IOUs. And like, like back in the old days, like, like, let's say like, uh, I don't know, you know, like uh, what the time period when we had like cowboys and shit. So -hmm. they used gold and then they would take it to the bank and stick it in the bank. And then the bank would give them a note. So just so they didn't have to carry it around, mm-hmm. it's like a long game, right? They these people play this long game. Started out like that, and it wound up to where we're at now, which is total bullshit. I mean, it really is. Uh, it, it like the it honestly, it's just you have to think now, like with all this information coming out and like all these, like the media and all the information is now been unearthed but it's fragmented and as you're starting to collect all these pieces and you start to kind of piece everything together you you start to wonder what is it going to take now to fix the system and honestly in my opinion there really is no easy fix everyone wants an easy fix but there is not going to be an easy fix to any of this no there isn't and and we're going to pay for it for multiple generations like and now that you got this new war uh, going on with uh, Hazas and Israel and stuff like that, you know, it 
Oh, yeah, they had to do that because uh, Ukraine and Russia is, is dying down. So, you know, they got to have some kind of distraction. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think uh, America just authorized some like strikes and stuff like that uh, against uh, some Syria. Syria. Uh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, because they hit a U.S. embassy or something. I, I didn't see the full story. I can't talk too much about it. Uh, I don't like talking too much about things I'm not 100 percent sure on, even though conspiracy theory never 100 percent sure on. It's just. I don't like pulling shit out of my ass. I really hate doing that because it gives, it puts like discredit on me, but this shit is important. And just because I don't have all the facts doesn't mean it shouldn't be discussed. And I hate it. Like my generation now is kind of fucking with that because they're like, uh, always what's your source or, uh, <laughs> right, right. I fucking hate that sentence. Why can't you just, just have some like intuition? Why can't you just, you know, fucking try to pick up the pieces a little bit and try right. to figure it out what's my source motherfucker what's your argument what i mean what are you where are you coming from you know what i'm saying like oh yeah what's your source for believing the way you do like yeah you, what's your source uh, like oh, i saw it on cnn or i saw it on fox or like you know like you, you you're talking about these huge mainstream medias and that that reminds me of that funny video someone fucking sent me where it was back in like 2018, 2020, 2019, something shit like that. And it was literally hundreds of these news in the exact same sentence in unison, word for word. Like this is a threat to our democracy. And they were talking about like all these different media sources and stuff like that. Oh yeah. And they're all saying it word for word. And it's a crazy fucking video. Well, you know where all that comes from. BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street, they own everything. They own all the entertainment, all the media, all the everything. So what are you going to do? You're going to tell your boss no? That's why. Uh, yeah, they just get rid of you. Like yeah. Peterson. Peterson? Or no, no, the guy that uh, left Fox and he, he got like his own show on Twitter and shit like that. What was his name? Fucking. Uh... <laughs> See, when, I'm terrible with fucking names. <laughs> see, like when you start tripping that you can't remember something, that fucks me up and gives me a, a mind block. Uh, Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson. Thank you. I, fucking, <laughs> I, I know people. I just can't remember fucking names. Yeah. And now he's got more views on Twitter <laughs> than, than any of the, all the fucking channels put together. <laughs> so it, it does. It does make me happy that people are watching, though, because it, like, you know, Alex Jones, uh, Tucker Carlson, you know, like they're watching these people now because, they, again, they're ma they're they're big people that, you know, the media try to silence or try to tell us they're crazy. But they're fucking right. They're calling it. They're predicting it. And shit's happening. And people are starting to pay attention a little bit now. And that's why I'm a little bit happy that, you know, people are starting to wake up. But I'm also scared as shit because people are starting to wake up, yeah. you know, it's like. In the, in this community though, like the conspiracy, like people are too fucking paranoid. Like like people say, like Tucker Carlson is controlled opposition, or Alex Jones is controlled opposition. I don't know if they are or aren't, but it's it's nice to think that some people can actually break away from from the fucking the machine. But yeah, who's saying they're controlled opposition? Uh, yeah, who, who's saying that, you know, like it, it, I like to hope that there are people that can actually get a message out. That is the fucking truth. 
I would like to think there are still people out there that have honor or uh, not honor, but just want to inform people. Integrity. Integrity. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, they both have enough money to fucking do what they want. But, but you know, there's uh, there's other dangers. You know, they're, they're going to threaten their family. They're, they're, they do all that shit to both of those guys. Mm-hmm. And you just got to... Uh, Joe Rogan's another one that they say is controlled opposition. It's like they've all, all three Joe of them Rogan, got plenty of money. I think Joe Rogan is, is like his, uh, his conversations are cool as hell. He, he's talked to a lot of different people. Man's probably been hit in the head quite a few too many times with some of the shit he says. <laughs> yeah. And but with that being said, though, you can tell like when when people start talking about certain subject, he tries to like tiptoe to something else. You know what I mean? I mean, he says that he told Spotify that I'm going to talk about whatever I want, but I've seen him where he starts getting like, you know, a little bit, a little bit stressed out when people talk about cer- certain shit and he'll try mm-hmm. to steer him in a different direction. Or maybe, oh, I- maybe he just doesn't believe that. I don't know. Who is a uh, fucking, uh, what's that one British comedian? He was, uh, he's got the really long hair. Uh, he was on. Uh, he's been in a couple different Adam Sandler movies. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about. I don't listen to Joe Rogan anymore because I don't have Spotify. And also, those when they go for like three hours, I just like I can't. I lose oh, it. Yeah, no. I just can't do it. And then you don't want to start listening to to somebody and not hear the ending. With you know what I'm saying, like. But I just I have a hard time doing three hours, man. I can't do it. Yeah, no, it, it's, um, again, it goes to attention span, but the thing is, like, you can only hold it, uh, like, someone's attention for so fucking long. Yeah, that's, to me, that's too much. Just like a movie. If I, if we're, if my wife always wants me to watch movies with her, which I'm not crazy about it, but you got to do it for my woman, you know, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll be looking, looking through, and if I see something's over two hours, I'm like, nah, fuck that. That's definitely a No. Uh, there are some exceptions for me. Uh, like my bu- uh, buddies got me to watch Lord of the Rings for the first time. I I really did enjoy it. It was a great fucking, you know, movie. But uh, the name I was going back to, uh, Russell Brand. Oh and yeah, I know who you're talking about. When he was on like Jimmy Kimmel or uh, uh, he was on one of those late night talk shows, and he started talking about that kind of shit, and you could see, I think it was Jimmy Kimmel, like where he's kind of like getting nervous and <laughs> shit like that. That's another Russell one. Brand, no fucking filter, you know. He's another one they try to say is controlled opposition. I just get people get too fucking paranoid. I mean, you gotta, you gotta hope that there's some good people out there doing this shit, you know. Until mm-hmm. until I have cold hard proof, I'm not gonna believe that shit about any of these people. You know, I don't even think anyone will t- in today's world get ever get that cold hard proof. No, you, you're just gonna have to have faith, and I think that's one thing a lot of people do not have anymore is faith. Like right. faith in anything, yeah. Uh, except what they can physically, you know, hold, touch, and see. If they don't have that kind of, like, if they don't have that, they're not going to have any faith in anything what people say at all, unless it already aligns with that with what they already think. And I try to go on other uh, podcasts and so it's so a legs and eggs. Uh, a lot of them are democratic. A lot of them have liberal viewpoints. We were able to have a 
nice conversation. We were have, we were able to talk about our opinions, uh, have a great conversation about that. That's fine. And I love talking to people about like their opinions. I love talking to people in general. But you can't have that nowadays anymore to just talk. And I, I feel like if you were able, if more people were able to sit down with one another and just talk about their opinions, what they believe in, stuff like that, and be civil, this whole world would be a whole lot better if just people understood, all right, I'm just going to do me, you do you. Right. Like if people just did that, this world would be so much better off. Yeah, man, it's it's all part of the program, though. You know, they're trying to divide and conquer. Mm-hmm. So, and the middle class is getting fucked. Is being yeah, well, that too. Well, yeah, I work for the UAW, so I've been on strike for going on six months now. But it sounds like we're finally going to reach some kind of conclusion here shortly. You know, I actually had to Google that whenever you were telling me about that in the emails, so like. Uh-huh. Which strike are you? T- I thought you were talking about the writer strike, and I'm like, what? You no, know, no, like, no. and because I thought that was a horseshit fucking strike. Because you know how much those guys get fucking paid to begin with? Oh, Ninety thousand yeah. fucking dollars. Ninety thousand. Yeah. I would be fucking golden if I got paid that much. If I got <laughs> lucky. Yeah. But they do live in L.A. as well, so oh, I mean, yeah. there's that. <laughs> Probably how much you pay for fucking gas. Yeah, ninety grand ain't shit in L.A. Nah, but we're, you know, the plant I work in is uh, Stellantis. They do, like, Dodge, Jeep, mm-hmm. and then, but General Motors and Ford are also, you know, we're all three, they're doing all three of us at once, with, which has never happened before. And, yeah, whenever uh, I looked it up, Ford was the one that kept popping up in the news feed uh, on the day we started talking and stuff like that. Well, they have an agreement now, so they're going to go back to work until the votes in and all that. But I guarantee it's going to get voted yes because it's a hell of a deal. Everybody's been off of work for six weeks or yes, yeah, about six weeks. You know, and that's a the real way to do a strike. And the, the reason I think the un, uh, the union strike for the writers was so fucking laughable is because it is way easier to get scabs for writing than it is for, you know, working in automotive in the automotive <laughs> industry. Well, yeah, because you can, anyone can fucking write. Anyone can make up just a story like, hell, I want to be a writer one day. I want to be published, but I still don't think I'm going to be the best fucking writer. I don't think I'm going to be fucking best selling. I just want to have a book out there, you know? Right. But I can't fucking work a lathe of like fucking someone's been doing it for the past like 20 years, you know, yeah. like it's not only that, but, you got people on on the picket line blocking trucks from getting in and shit. There's been guns pulled, all kinds of shit. Who's gonna? Who, how you gonna block an email? All you gotta yeah. do is. There's no way to fucking stop it. I mean, I don't know, man. Uh, like I said, I was expecting to start at eleven. That's not your fault. That's my fault. Me and my uncle oh, yeah. Jack. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but uh, maybe we maybe you can come back on, man. We'll write we can write down some conspiracies and shit we want to talk about. Oh yeah, for sure. I was trying to look some up, but there's uh, there's just so many that I have a lot of not I would say opinions on as well because again, none of them are you know can't prove they're a hundred percent true. So people won't you know. There's yeah. just so many. <laughs> so like. <laughs> 
when you come on these shows, do you like try to, are you plugging anything or you just like to come on here and talk or? I just really like to come on and talk again, like as much as I enjoy social media. The only one I have is like an Instagram I do, which is a Hologetics. I barely use it. I use it for some stuff, but I honestly just give out my secondary email, uh, bo6697 at yahoo.com, because if someone wants to talk to me, they can just fucking email me and I'll fucking respond back. I check my email multiple times a day, you know, responding to different stuff because, again, having a conversation uh, sharing opinions and that's why I love doing it because I also gain more information myself so I have viewpoints on a lot of different things I even yeah. change my viewpoints sometimes you know it just yeah man I've changed on a lot of topics man but yeah like people ask me why I do this and I'm just like to get shit off of my chest man There's some fucked up shit going out there oh yeah no and uh it, fucking camaraderie as well like you know you're talking to someone about all this fucked up shit you know you feel like you finally got a team member in your your court like and it's true they're trying to fight us like they, they want to stay in power they want to be up there and fucking just come together more as a, a common ground common people to come together and stand up for what we want how we want to live our lives and not have to worry about uh am i going to be able to afford gas or am I going to still have a job? Or am I going to get fucking just destroyed because I said something, my own opinion about something? You know, it's. Yeah. That's what they want you to think, but it's all bullshit. Like, I mean, unless you work in Hollywood, you watch all these people in Hollywood getting destroyed and getting their careers ruined. But for the average Joe. Like I, like I said, I work in an auto plant. I don't give a flying fuck what anybody thinks about what I say on this show because you can all kiss my ass. Don't listen if you don't like it. Exactly, and people care too much about what other people are going to think about what you say. Now, the only reason I don't like pulling straight shit out of my ass, that's only because raised in Texas, you know, fucking, you know, if you're going to say something, make sure you, you mean it kind of thing, you know. Right. Yep. But, uh. Yeah, like I said, man, we'll get back together and do this again. Hey, whenever uh, you're available, I, I'll, I'll, we'll talk more about schedules and stuff like that. And we'll make sure we're on the same time. Yeah, now we know it's three hours. <laughs> it's three hours, not two. Yeah. But I do appreciate you taking the time and uh, waiting for me to come back from, you know, getting breakfast and stuff like that. I thought I still had an hour. <laughs> no, nah, it's good, man. It's my fault. For some reason, I just... I swear to God, he told me to. No, man, I'm on the same time as you. Uh, Texas is massive. Hell, we probably have two fucking time zones if we uh, fucking could at that point. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it probably is. Could be two or three. It's probably right there where where they all, that's probably what they use to divide it. (laughs) But, uh, so, all right, so, uh. Any anybody got any questions, comments, bitches, gripes, complaint? It's conspiracy soldiers at yahoo.com. And then uh conspiracy soldiers on Instagram. Instagram. So this has been Bo Dunk. Dunk. So, so he's coming back. He'll be coming back. And uh so that's it for today. So uh conspiracy soldiers is going dark. Fox and his friends are not doctors or experts. Do not take these opinions as the gospel. Although they are highly intelligent, sexy, and influential, 
please think for yourself. I want to thank the girls over at Socially Toxic Podcast for that little disclaimer. Thank you.